it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. Film fans to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to the left, Drew Douglas. To the left, to the left, to the left. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about this, but I was driving this afternoon and had the radio on, and it was the lunch hour throwback, and they had Destiny's Child, an independent woman, playing what was apparently the Charlie's Angel theme song. For the first film, is that right? Watched that over the weekend with my fiance, who loves that movie, by the way. It was my first time. I've never seen the Charlie's Angels movies all the way through. I've only seen bits and pieces of, of them. It's basically them and music video form. Yeah, they are. This first one's not a movie. <laughs> it is a montage. Montage after montage with needle drops nonstop. <laughs> well, film fans, welcome back. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about movies primarily, but in this episode, this is a pickums, a pop culture pickums, where Drew and I will pick three things coming out or happening in the month of November, and we're excited to share those things with you. Typically, we don't just do movies, but as a tease, I only have movies on my list for this month. What La- about you? Yeah, last month was really great. There was a lot of stuff. I think this month kind of blows. Next month is looking kind of bleak in terms of pop culture besides movies. Well, there's a a trailer just dropped for a miniseries that will be on my list. Oh, okay. Uh, And that's on your list for December or? Okay. This month, Hmm. this month sucks. Interesting. I don't, I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I don't. I mean, this month doesn't suck, but it, it doesn't have anything else other than movies that I could find. You've already seen one of my picks. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's exciting. So I'm, I'm really wondering how, and I'm assuming that we'll end up having an episode devoted to one of these picks as well. Well, maybe all three. <laughs> Jeez. All right, well, let's not delay anymore. What's your third? Can I tell you my close call? Yeah. Almost made it number three. It's Charlie's Angels. Oh, you were debating about that, about adding that to the list right before hitting Gosh. record. Why, why did it not make the list? I'm just, I'm really excited for this, but I think it's going to blow. Ooh, it's honestly going to be dark fate status in terms of like It's going to be worse than dark fate. Yeah, actually, Projections yes. are like maybe 15 million. Oh, I thought they were just like five. Oh, <laughs> so what, that, that was your close call. Any others that almost no, made the list? It. That almost came in at number three. But my number three is a horror film that I totally forgot about. It's a winter horror film. It's oh. called The Lodge. Oh, that's coming out this month. November 15th in Limited. Oh. It's got a girl that you love. Her name is Riley Keough. Riley. I don't know what it's about other than it's a bunch of creepy stuff in a lodge. 
I love the previews. There are two. The trailers that we've received every once in a while before some movies. I really dig what they're teasing. It reminds me of how they're teasing Scott Cooper's film, Antlers. Which is promoted like an Ari Aster movie. Yeah. Yeah, actually, very true. I feel like we've seen this trailer since like January. Since midsummer. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. It's, well, yeah, actually. Even it's before midsummer. A lot I before feel like. that, yeah. Well, I'm, that did not make my list, but I'm equally excited for that. I would have bet a million dollars that made your list. No, but I can guarantee you my number three made your list. What is it? It is coming out during Thanksgiving weekend. Whoa. Whoa. It is Ryan Johnson's new joint, Knives Out. You know something. Spill it. I suspect foul play. I have eliminated no suspects. That's my number two. Oh, I have to say there is one common thread that goes through all of my picks in addition to them all being movies. They're all from directors who I either greatly admire or I have a lot of respect for. And Ryan Johnson is no exception. I know a lot of fans, a lot of filmgoers hated Ryan Johnson after the whole Last Jedi. We both like Last Jedi. But I think that Ryan Johnson is a very interesting filmmaker. He shoots his stuff. He just has a style to him, to, to his work, that I feel like if I watch it, it isn't necessarily something I can pick out right away, but it seems like his. And I dig that. I, I like that he brings kind of like this more artsy style to larger pictures. And I just can't wait to see this ensemble cast. This is going to be a lot of fun. I wonder why he hasn't worked with um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a while. I think they had a falling out. No. <laughs> he Ryan What jo- has Joseph Gordon-Levitt been doing? I guess other working than promoting on his, his website. Hit record nonstop. So Knives Out made number two for your list. Anything specific that you're really digging or or excited for on this? Just that cast. Jamie. Lee. And I like a good uh, murder mystery, but man, Daniel Craig. As a Southern investigator. I mean, this is something that if this does okay, we could get more of these. I think we will. I think we will have sequels, and I'm totally okay with that. In a time period where audiences are giving a big F you to studios <laughs> and these sequels that we've just witnessed with Dark Fate over this past weekend. Well, quit putting out garbage. Exactly. That's, I feel like audiences, I'm, I'm happy that, that, you know, I'm not happy for flops or failures. But if we get more films like Knives Out, I'm okay with more sequels for films like that that are original, and let's do it. Number two is a film that you've already seen, Doctor Sleep, and that's coming out this upcoming weekend. Any? Do you, do you want to talk about Doctor Sleep? I'm going to cover my ears, and no, then I don't you want can to give, say anything because you're going to hear me. Or in any non-spoiler discussions or thoughts on the film, because you've read the book. I or think, listen, you listen to the audiobook. Which means I read it. So did you... I, I heard it. You, <laughs> you, you listen, read to uh, The Shining and Dr. Sleep both. And obviously you've seen the film. Do you think that Dr. Sleep is being praised for merging the work of King and Kubrick really well? Do you think that's true? Do you think that's right to say that? Hmm. What do I want to say? I'll say you're better off not reading it first. 
Okay. And I think this movie will play better with people who love the Kubrick Shining. Hmm. More so than fans of the book Dr. Sleep. Okay. That's... Does that make sense? Yeah, and maybe that's why the film is getting good reviews and early reviews right now by the audience. I feel like it kind of rectifies things that Kubrick's version did not do. Okay. Now, you were with a mutual friend of ours seeing this early screening, and did he like Dr. Sleep more than you, or were there some We're about the same. We both understood the changes and why they were made, and we liked the changes, but I just, I'm so confused by King, because he had to okay every single change, (laughs) but it makes sense. Some of these changes, you're going to go, oh, I understand why he got the to okay stuff, Hmm. because it feels very much like King getting his way. I am very excited. We watched The Shining, though. Yes. No, I have not seen the miniseries. I will watch the miniseries version. Don't worry about that. You don't need to worry about that. You need to worry about the film. Yeah, I I want to rewatch the film, but not quite yet. I'm waiting until like maybe the night before. And I will say, The Shining itself, the movie is, it's okay. I feel like a lot of King fans will probably come after me with pitchforks for saying that. Maybe not, I don't know. But it, I know it's seen as like the scariest film of all time, greatest horror film of all time. It's Don't get me wrong. It's shot well, though, a lot of great things, but it's nuts. It's just, it's one of those, like the production history is just so fascinating. So what's your number one? My number one is maybe my most anticipated movie of the fall. You know what this is, right? the 24 hours of Le Mans for the fifth consecutive year. Mr. Ford, Ferrari has a message for you, sir. What did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars in ugly factories. And uh, he called you fat, sir. We're going to bury Ferrari at Le Mans. Ford v. Ferrari? Yes, absolutely. It's going to be a huge uh, hit. That's coming out in two weeks, right? November 15, the new one from James Mangold with Christian Bale, a.k.a. John Connor from Terminator <laughs> Salvation, if you forgot that he was in that movie. Uh, this is going to be the best movie of all time, I think. You're leaving out John Bernthal. Oh, and Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. And uh, this, this cast looks great. I, in the very beginning, was very hesitant, but as it gets closer, I'm getting more excited because it feels like through the trailers, a throwback film, something that I really feel like we've been missing. You know a what lot this looks like? One word. Rush. Fun. <laughs> looks like a fun movie. It does look like a lot of fun. I just want to see Matt Damon get beaten up by Christian Bale. That's it. This looks like he can lose, you know, another 200 pounds and just yell at people like he did in Terminator <laughs> Salvation. <laughs> He screams nonstop in that movie. Well, a film that I'm expecting a lot of screaming. I'm obviously hearing a lot of amazing things about this. I feel like this is the most anticipated film of 2019. What what did I miss? this, This is going down as my most anticipated film of the year if I knew that it was coming out this year. It was very much so up in the air at the very beginning of the year. This is also kind of embroiled in this hotbed controversy with the director slamming MCU right now. Oh, 
How could I have forgotten about this movie? The Irishman. The Irishman. The Irishman. It is already out on a limited release in New York and L.A. It's making the rounds. I've heard Netflix is doing a great job in promoting Martin Scorsese's new film, and they've turned into like a true throwback Hollywood film event for these locations where you go in and you get this whole rundown of the film and, and who's in it. And it's very much so like if you went to the screenings for The Hateful Eight whenever they were showing those in Sony Millimeter theaters, this film, it just seems like from those who have seen it in those limited on those limited screens, sounds like they've had a blast. I've heard amazing things about it. Can't wait for this cast. And it drops on Netflix on November 27th, the same day that Knives Out comes out. It's a long time away. The end of the month, so I it kind of builds. I'm known for kind of shooting all of my uh, what I've got at the very beginning of the month, and then I don't have anything to look forward to in the month. And now I've got to wait for two of these. And there's I've looked around the closest theater or theaters rather that the Irishman will be playing. Um, I think it's the weekend before or the weekend of Thanksgiving. Uh, it's about 230 miles from us, Two, 200 <laughs> miles. Yeah. That's actually shocking. I thought it was going to be like everywhere. No, I'm bummed. I really wanted it to be here and we'd had to make a little bit of a drive for it. Now you, you say this is a prime film to view on the couch. You feel right? No, just at home where I can go to the bathroom and pause it for 15 minutes or be like, hey, I want to go take a shower. <laughs> because it's four I, hours long. Sometimes I like in the middle of a movie, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of cold. I'm going to go take a shower and that, then I'm going to come back. That sounds like you're watching a Rob Zombie movie. Oh. <laughs> Did you watch 31, by the way? Not yet. I teased you, you with me. that last. Well, I was planning on it. I had full intentions to watch that. And I honestly was tired and I started it. And I think I'll come back to that and did not go back to it. Well, I haven't watched uh, Three from Hell yet. Man. That might be... Now I, I don't know when I'm going to watch that. I had misspoken earlier. Three from, from Hell was the most anticipated film of the year next <laughs> to The Fanatic. Is I, The Irishman really your most anticipated movie of the year? It was supposed to be, but we didn't know if it would be released this year at the beginning of the year. Because remember, we went down through the list and and we were talking about this. And I said, you know, it could be released earlier, maybe late. I could see this coming out in like January or February because the whole de-aging thing just took forever. If I knew at the beginning of the year that it would come out this year, hands down, most anticipated film right below Jordan Peele's Us. But What was mine? I can't remember what mine was. I think it was uh, Charlie's Angels. Ooh, can't wait to watch Full you're, Throttle. Your most anticipated. I can't remember what your most anticipated. Maybe. Was, I, it, was it Ford v. Ferrari? I think it may have been, yeah. I mean, for a while it was Ad Astra, and I still haven't even seen that yet. Oh, my excitement is peak for the Irishman. Where's your excitement on that? Peak. Why didn't it make your list then? I forgot it came. <laughs> I, <laughs> I totally forgot it was coming out. I thought maybe you were kind of worried about the whole de-aging. I will say, though, some of it look... I'm worried. I am worried about that. But I want to watch it on a giant 4K TV. Now, I don't even know if that would have made my top... It's still been in my top three. Okay. Because Ford and Knives Out would for sure. And I, I, I want to see The Lodge. The Lodge looks like that will be a fun little horror film. We've Do you feel like we've kind of been shafted on horror films this year? 
It seems like it to me. Like I mean, we got Midsummer, so that's all you need. Midsummer and Us. And Three from Hell. Mon Child's Play. And Haunt. Yeah, Haunt. Haunt I just saw Haunt. Haunt was fun. Haunt was a little little treat. It's got a really bad ending, but uh, everything up until the last like minute is really good. Hmm. The same can't be said for Dark Fate. Jeez. <laughs> Which, uh, sadly... A, spoiler alert, it's a POS. <sighs> That's going to be the next film that we cover on this podcast. <laughs> I literally texted you after seeing it, and I said, I'm exhausted after seeing the film, and it's not for the right reasons. But, hey. Well, the good news is I meant to text you this. They explain why um, Arnold's name is Carl. There's a reason yeah. why. It actually makes sense. That, uh, yeah, of the things I can complain about, that's not up on top of the list. <laughs> I'm surprising. But I made a list. I will show you just a quick, um, this is a list right after the movie of notes Holy I made crap. of what I liked and primarily disliked about what, they, I feel like as a Terminator fan, and I went back, I thought about it, I've said on the show before, I'm a fan of Terminator 1 and T2. T2 masterpiece. I don't want to keep beating that drum, but I will. And at the same time, the franchise, I'm returning to them. I, I rewatched Salvation right before seeing Dark Fate. And I've got some hot takes on that. Yeah, we're going to rank it because I got, I, that's why we're kind of waiting a little bit because I need to watch Rise of the Machines and Genesis. Again. You finished Salvation, right? Yeah. Okay. And you liked it more than what you remembered or pretty much? Uh, basically the same thing. I like it more, but I still got some problems. I mean, uh, it's got, there's one part in that movie that is better than anything in Dark Fate. <laughs> it was the CGI Arnold. <laughs> that actually didn't look that bad. It was a, I remember thinking, it's man, faded, that's but awful. it's not that bad. Sure. Still looks better than anything Genesis put out, too. For real? I'm excited to rewatch that. I think that could be a, a top three for me. Oh, man. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Dark Fate is not a top three Terminator movie. I, we'll get to that. We're, yeah, we're, we I, don't want to... Let's not blow our load. Yeah, we, we, we can't get into it too much. So we hope that you join us for that. We've got a lot of friends who just absolutely are more or less worshiping at Dark Fate's feet. <laughs> I had a guy leaving the theater said that's that was great. That was uh, what is it? How did I word this? I wrote this down somewhere because I couldn't believe it. He said that was as good as T two, maybe better. I and I almost assaulted him. I have given up on all hope. There. That's when I pray that machines take over, <laughs> so we can wipe out people like that. We can't. We I oh man I'm just crashing after hearing that again. I just think if you're giving that movie five stars on Letterboxd, you need to go to hell. I just man, well we'll save that for the next podcast. Don't forget that you can rate us and subscribe so that you know when a new Quality Check podcast episode goes into your podcast player. You can also follow us on Twitter at Quality Check Pod, Instagram at Quality Check Podcast, or email us at Quality Check Podcast at gmail.com. Hopefully you don't suffer a dark fate like dark fate. <laughs>